Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to talk about the importance of being on the right team at work. We'll start with a question from someone who suddenly finds himself potentially on the wrong team because his boss is leaving the company. Mm. We'll discuss what you should do if your team becomes vulnerable because your protector is leaving. Oh boy. With so many companies reorganizing and so many shifts in leadership, this seems like a very pertinent topic. I hope more people will send stories or questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. So here's the question. I've been working for six years as the head of my department for a major corporation. And the person who brought me in just announced his departure. I've really enjoyed working for this person because he is a visionary and I'm afraid that his replacement just won't be. I know that the corporation is now in the process of reorganizing, which could include changes to my department. Should I be looking? (laughs) It's such an important question, though, because, you know, we all know that when you have a sponsor or a mentor at work, you do better. So and this is true for men and women. But, you know, we all know that when you're on the winning team, you get the funding, you get, you know, help, you just get the resources that you need to work better. Yeah. And when you're on the team that is not doing as well, when you're, you know, you're not part of that internal group that has everything, it's just not as good. Yeah. And I learned this really on really in one of my first jobs, I was on a winning team, didn't know it at the time until the leader left, this guy had been recruited Mm -hmm. and he left and all of a sudden, you know, people were being promoted that I know the team I was on hated these people. Like, Oh boy. The people that I thought were losers were now in power and I I had to leave because I wasn't going to win with them. They thought of me as part of the old team that was gone. Right. And so I learned that really early on. And this guy was kind of my mentor. You know, he was unofficial, but um, I remember, you know, he had a daughter my age who had become a drug addict. And I think he was just really, you know, saw me kind of as a a daughter that he could mentor. And yeah. it was a really good relationship. And I didn't realize how protective I was with him. Right. And so I think that's what what you want. You know, you want to be protected. You want to feel as if you're on the winning team in your company. But, you, you know, that could change. Well, it's such a great example of things that we have no power or control right. over, right? I know right. a number of my clients who joined a company, took on a specific position, wanted to work for a certain boss or manager, and that person suddenly left or was removed or lost their uh, footing, so to speak, right. right? First, they were in favor, and then they were not in favor. Yeah, And so that I really appreciate that term about being on the right team or the winning team versus suddenly finding yourself on a losing team or a vulnerable team yeah, because you don't have the political collateral anymore that you once had. Yeah. And I've seen it happen in so many of the organizations I've worked in that when the person who is in power leaves, I'm not going to say who the client is, but somebody retired 
Yeah. And honestly, the new people that came in just got rid of all of his people. Yeah. And and the rest just left because they realized that they were no longer in favor. And it was very depressing for them. And that this is a reality in the workplace. Now, there are, I have worked with people at the UN. They'd say to me, well, there are good years and there are bad years, but you just don't leave. So uh-huh. you know, there are certain places where people work through these issues and yes. anyway, because there are appointments and they you know, can work through it. But in general, in most jobs, it's it, once you've been on a winning team, it's difficult to then- It's hard to get a demotion. Yeah, (laughs) you just don't get anything. So if you're if you're on the crappy team and you're doing okay, you're okay. (laughs) Well, you know, it's so funny because it's one of those things where you don't realize the privilege you have until you lose it, right? Yeah, you don't know about it, and also the fact that, and you always point this out, Kathy, and it's a very good point that no matter how noble the organization is, even not for profits, it's competitive. Yeah. And so I think once someone who's, a, you know, a strong political leader, literally within the organization leaves, that really exposes the competitive elements that have probably have been dormant for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And now they become very apparent. Exactly. And you're, you find yourself on the wrong side of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, if this is happening to you, um, you know, it's just start looking, you know, you can play it out and see what happens. You could get on another good team. Like you could work it yeah. so that you find someone who is doing very well and they can mentor you and sponsor you. And you could, you could maintain, you could possibly get on another team and maintain it. Yeah. But if that's not the case, um, if you don't want to leave, just buckle up. You know, yeah. it could be a rocket. It could be a rocket couple of years. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Which some people don't mind. I've always minded that. I've never yeah. liked it. But you know, well, this person also does not. I mean, says something very important, which is, I really respect the person who left. That's views that person as a visionary. Right. Right. So if you're someone who needs to respect your leader and you sense that the replacement will not be a visionary will be more you know a suit or whatever you want to call it or you know a a manager bureaucratic kind of manager then I think you absolutely should be looking and when you're looking you should be looking for another visionary leader if that's what makes a difference for you yeah, I would sit down with this person and see if they're willing to take you if they can, or if yeah. they can recommend where you go. Do they know somebody at another organization? Because I would use this person to help you find your next gig. Yeah. Um, because I did that. I used this guy. He did. He wasn't all that helpful, but he tried. He really tried to be helpful, but I was yeah. able to figure it out. And um, and actually a whole bunch of us left at the same time and started something. So that that was a good solution for most of us. But this is very real and you, you know, maybe nobody's talked to you about it. Maybe no one has, has brought it up, but it's very real. And um, if you're willing to stick it out, you could get back on a winning team because things change, you know, they're constantly changing. People retire, people move on, they get other jobs Um, because the leaders of the bad team don't want to stay either, you know, so they may be looking to leave and you can happen. 
Yeah. And you could find yourself back on a winning team again. So, um, but you have to work it. Like you have to be aware and look for the people you should be working for and reporting to and ask them to mentor you, ask them if they would sponsor you or mentor you. They're really the same that those two terms are the same. Um, because if they're aware of you and they sit down and want to talk to you once a month to see how things are going for you, they might help you. So, yes, I actually had that. I'm thinking of another client who had that experience, Kathy, where um, her mentor slash protector left and she was given a new boss and it just turned out she was terrified because, yeah. you know, he had her, her mentor had put her in a, a high position and gotten her a good salary and all that and she was like oh my gosh when he leaves someone's going to be aiming for me you know Mm. but she had the opposite experience which was the new boss was very different he was far more analytical and far more kind of process oriented but Mm. they actually spoke the same language and so it's turned out to be an excellent situation wow good for her yeah so there is a little bit of a wait and see aspect of this too that you're pointing to That's right. Like I'm watching this one client now. She, you know, she um, has really been, she felt as if she didn't have a seat at the table. And for a long time, she hasn't now because her supporter has left. And, uh, but I think um, uh, she was working under people that were just awful to her. And now I think that's going to turn around because they've left and now they're going to bring in new people and she'll have a fresh start to get on the right team again and do well. So it happens. This is a real, this is a reality that happens in the workplace. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you have to leave. It just depends on how impatient you are. Right. So I think part of what we're saying, a number of things here. One is that whether you're aware of it or not, you right now are probably on either a winning or a losing team. Right. (laughs) That's right. And if you're on a winning team, should the leader or the head of that team go, you will then be in a far more vulnerable position. Right. And then you've got to make a decision about whether you're willing to hang out and see what the transition looks like or whether you should just go and find a better situation. Right. Exactly. That's, way to put it. That's exactly right. There's really no right answer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, if you've been through this, we want to hear from you. Um, tweet us at AskK2. Also follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, go to MyCrazyOffice on our website and hit the subscribe button. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.